1: You're listening to another ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com podcast, the voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now,
2: onto the show. You're listening to the award winning podcast, The Ambitious Entrepreneur Show, featuring business experts, industry disruptors, game changers, and thought leaders to help you navigate a constantly changing marketplace. Want to build a successful business and become known as an influential voice in your industry? The Ambitious Entrepreneur Show will show you how. Now, over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross.
1: Welcome to another episode of the Ambitious Entrepreneur Show. This is episode 255, brought to you by Podcasting with Purpose, helping you to stand out, be heard, and become an influential voice in your industry with a podcaster. My name's Anne-Marie Cross, the podcasting queen. Now, my guest today says the most amazing marketing can never sell a bad offer. You've got to know what your audience wants. Amen. Joining me on today's show is Michelle Evans. Michelle works with a fantastic community of business owners, coaches, and consultants, experts, speakers, authors, and solopreneurs. And she uses her 20 plus years of successful marketing experience to create client generating income-producing, stress-reducing marketing funnels. Now, Michelle is a mum of three and she lives in Seattle. And now on today's show, she's going to share the number one thing that she wished she had known before leaving her corporate job for the wild world of entrepreneurship. And This would have made everything a whole lot easier. She's also gonna share three painful lessons that she learned trying to market and grow her business You definitely don't want to make these painful mistakes, as well as three easy steps to make your marketing easier than you ever thought possible. Welcome to the show.
0: Thanks so much
1: for having me, Emory. Oh, you are so welcome. Marketing, marketing, marketing—something that we all need to do. Uh, but for some of us, we love marketing. Obviously, you're passionate about this too. But other, you know, businesses under entrepreneurs I speak to, not so much. Particularly with so many opportunities, so many tools, so many—we should be doing this. We should be doing that it's over overwhelming and it's confusing. So it's wonderful that you can come on the show and, and share these uh, tips and strategies. So tell me, with your 20 plus years of successful marketing experience that you have, have you always loved marketing or was it something that you kind of fell into? What's your backstory?
0: No, I've always loved marketing. In fact, way back in high school, which was a very long time ago, <laughs> I like did everything marketing. I was marketing a company store. I did like a, a fashion show, all sorts of stuff. So it's been something that's been a passion of mine since I was a kid.
1: Yeah, oh, fabulous! You would have seen a lot of changes in <laughs> how businesses market their themselves, so obviously their products and services. Looking back, what would you have said is has been the biggest change that you're now seeing that many business owners. I haven't really appreciated yet and is the reason one of the reasons why they may be struggling. What have you seen, some, you know, the biggest change?
0: I, you know, I'm going to answer this in a funny way. Yeah. Because I think people get so caught up in the latest and the greatest mm-hmm. and the coolest and the sexiest and like the shiniest things. But really, good marketing has not changed in a long time. Mm-hmm. Going back to the basics going back to what is the problem that I'm solving for somebody is truly the key Mm -hmm. and then figuring out how you deliver it best is the key. So the thing that I've seen has changed the most really is the number of ways that you can get in front of people. I mean, when I graduated from college with a degree in marketing,
2: Mm
0: -hmm. uh, you know, the internet was just a baby (laughs) and it would take, you know, Super smart computer geniuses to get a web page up. And now, you know, with our phone, we can do more than was possible even 10 years ago. Yes.
1: Yeah. I remember, Michelle, and you'd uh, probably laugh at this. Uh, 10 years ago, uh, co host and I started our very first podcast. And that was around the time where, you know, Twitter and a lot of some of those social media tools really didn't exist. And I remember for years having to say to people uh, what a podcast was. And when we talk about, you really need to get, you know, start to get on those platforms, such as Facebook, but, oh, they're just a fad. Well, now look at, you know, 10 years on. (laughs) How's that working for you? (laughs) You
0: I know, and you think, I mean, 10 years is not really that long of a time. But in, In, I mean, you've seen it, in 10 years time, we've gone from, you know, this many things to, you know, a bajillion Mm -hmm. things that you could do. And I think that's really what makes marketing hard for people is they're like, I don't know what the right thing to do is.
1: Mm, So, so true. So tell us, what's that one thing that you wish that you had known before leaving your corporate job?
0: Yeah, so I left my corporate job at Microsoft. So I led a global marketing initiative at Microsoft, um, and I left in January of 2012. And I'll tell you, Anne-Marie, I wish that I would have left a lot sooner. Not that I didn't like Microsoft. It's a Mm -hmm. great place. But I always had this desire to have my own business, and I just thought that I had to have everything perfect. Mm-hmm. I thought I had to have the perfect website, the perfect brand, the perfect logo, the perfect tagline, you know, all the all the stuff lined up. And really that was my biggest learning is that all that stuff doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. What really matters is knowing what problem I can solve for somebody else that they'll pay for.
1: Yes. So true. And I think as business owners, what we can often do is really get stuck around that perfection. And if we, and something that you said earlier, and it's so true, if we start to market and uh, have a, a fully fledged website and all the social media, and we're talking about a particular service or the way we're speaking about it is just not connecting with our ideal clients we can often not get any, any business from that and that can be a very expensive lesson. So, okay, so if, if someone's listening today and they may be right at the beginning of their journey of entrepreneurship, what would be a couple of things that they really need to know? To, to They may not know how to do it yet, but what should they be searching more about educating themselves so that they know? And then you're going to talk into the, the lessons that you made, but what are some things that they need to focus on first, do you think?
0: Yeah. I think the very first thing is getting really clear about the problems that you're excited to solve Mm. because people pay to have their problems solved. So, you know, if you help people get in shape, what is that problem that you're solving? Mm. Uh, Is it weight loss? Is it feeling more energetic? Like what is the problem? And speak about it in your ideal audience's words because that's a problem that I see a lot of people doing is they get so thrilled about what they do mm-hmm. and, um, they're so close to the subject and they love it so much that they speak at like the 30,000 foot level and the people they want to sell to are down at ground level. And they're like, I can't even hear you. Mm-hmm. I don't even understand what you're talking about. And so they, they don't sell it. So that would probably be the first thing, Marie, is yes. really start talking to people. Yeah. figure well, out what their problems are.
1: Yeah, so, so true. I remember uh, years ago, I, w- I was in the career industry and we were working with a lot of professionals, a lot of executives, CEOs. And then when I switched to entrepreneurs, I did some copywriting um, courses and our men- my mentor at the time really retrained the way that I wrote to be conversational rather than, you know, that academic. And yep. I must say that when I start to read academic now, my eyes kind of glaze over and I stop. Because it's not connecting, and it's such a great reminder that we don't have to have fancy words and or jargon. In fact, don't do that at all, because you're just going to disconnect from your ideal clients. Who's going to have no idea what you're talking about? Now, what what are let's dive in? What are these three painful lessons that you learned that we want to avoid?
0: Yeah. So for me, so the first one was time is money. <laughs> so um, for me. I was so worried that I wasn't going to make enough money when I first started out, mm-hmm. that I said yes to everyone. So everyone who asked me to work with me, I said yes. And I didn't charge enough. And I and I just ended up basically working like 14 to 16 hours a day because I had so many things that mm-hmm. I had said yes to. And none of them were connected. So it's not like I had a process that I was going through or anything like that. I was just doing, like, I went from having one boss at my job to having, like, 30 bosses from everything that I said yes to. Mm. And so that's one of the most painful lessons is I really dug myself into a hole and then I was like, I I don't even have enough time to market or anything. Like, I'm just stuck doing this work.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah uh, so, uh,
0: did you have you ever had that? Happen? Oh,
1: yeah, absolutely. And I think what happens then is that be, is because we don't have processes and we're not working with similar clients. We in the similar. Um, aspects if you will of, of, of our expertise we're completely reinventing the wheel every time and mm-hmm. when we can't just follow that process it makes it very tiring and very time consuming for sure so that's something that we need to to uh to change what what is another lesson what's the second lesson you learned
0: yeah, the second lesson that I learned is that I'm not very good at sales, like just dialing to and trying to sell myself to people. Mm-hmm. I love marketing because it allows us to create demand. Mm-hmm. It allows us, when we get to that sales place, to not be like, Anne-Marie, you want to buy? Anne-Marie, you want to buy? You know what I mean? Yes. It's like, if you do marketing right, and that's probably the reason I'm so passionate about marketing funnels, is that you're able to educate your audience along the way. You're able to Mm -hmm. connect with them in a way that you just can't when you're having a sales conversation because their guard is up. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so if you can illustrate how you can help them and the value you provide and all that stuff, it is so much better than just trying to dial for dollars. And I'll tell you, Anne-Marie, I had a mentor when I was early on in my business who had a multiple, multiple seven figure a year business. And I thought, fabulous, I'll be able to learn everything I need to learn to grow and scale. And this person's approach to marketing was like hustle your buns 24 seven, right? Mm. Just nothing but hustle. And in nine months, I did over 50 events, speaking on stages, sponsoring like trade shows and all that stuff. And I would come home with this huge stack of business cards. Have you ever done that? Yes. <laughs> and then you start calling people, right? And they're like, Who are you again? What like I, I kind of remember talking to you, but remind me what you do. And I just found after doing fifty events, more than two thousand contacts that I tried to have that conversation with, I had zero sales. Wow. Because it was just like I was starting over every time. And it was an incredibly expensive, really time-sucking, energy-sucking, painful lesson. And I just realized, you know what? I can't sell. I I am not a kind of person that's going to sell on the phone. Mm. I need to have a marketing funnel in place so that I can, like, Get people ready to talk to me. And I'll tell you, I put a super simple marketing funnel in place with a PDF download, like four emails and a call to action to have a call with me. And I went from zero sales in nine months to selling my, like completely booking myself out for one-on-one client work. in the space of three weeks. Mm, Amazing. So that was a hugely painful and expensive lesson. Oh,
1: hugely. And I think in today's age, well now, because we've got so many online tools, we're maybe attending like you did so many networking events, that's a lot of people that we're connecting with. So imagine that if you're handing out your business card and you're having 10 conversations or even more sometimes, there's no way that people can remember who you are, what you do, how you can support them and let's face it now i don't know if you've got a lot of this going on over in the us but we certainly do telemarketers anyone that rings up and says so how are you today we're so conditioned to switching off because we know that they're going to talk about something that we have absolutely no interest in So it's great to have this marketing funnel and you're going to talk about three steps in a moment to help us, a marketing funnel that as you said it's engaging people, it's educating them in in information that is going to be relevant and valuable which of course builds that know, like and trust. So was there one other painful lesson that you learned that you want to share today?
0: Yeah, the last painful lesson that I really wish I would have known early on is just do it. Mm. Like I will never feel 100% perfect, ready to go until I get things out there and get feedback from other people. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. really it's about taking action on the things that I'm called to do, yes. right? Yes. And just getting out there, seeing how it works, making adjustments and moving forward
1: yeah so true there was um, uh, a quote or it's a, it's a bit of a saying that I learned from uh, one of my mentors and and it's just the three words and I've shared it previously on on a podcast and often we get hung up on things that that we have you know our mindset and so I use those three words and it's just get over yourself you really do have to get over yourself don't you just do it because yeah. un- until we start to take action for some of us it's realizing oh it's not as hard as what we thought when we have the right systems in place when we know that what we're doing is going to help us really build that momentum all right without further ado what are these three stats that we need to have in place
0: yeah for our marketing funnel so I mean the first thing is again, I've talked about it a few times, is really knowing the problem that your audience has Mm. because you want to go meet them at that problem. And I always say that the first step in your marketing funnel is to warm them up. Mm -hmm. And the best way to warm them up is to connect with them at that problem, maybe share a story, maybe share a tip, maybe share some resource that can show them that you get that mm. problem, you know how to get to the other side of that problem, but you're not trying to sell yet. You're just warming them up. You're just becoming a familiar face. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, some of those, and and probably for you as well, some of my favorite ways to do that are through podcasts. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I have a podcast, you have a podcast, Facebook lives. I know you do oodles of those, right? Mm, yes. Where you're becoming this familiar face and they're like, okay, you know, Anne-Marie's showing up in my newsfeed, constantly sharing things that are useful. Mm -hmm. I'm beginning to trust her. At least I know who she is, right? It's not just some random person coming at me trying to say, hey, you want my thing. Mm. But you're giving first, right? So that's the first thing. And and really, um, when I see people do this, right, they're meeting people at their pain again in their audience's words, not in that academic, like, Super smart talk. Yeah. Um, When I see them doing it wrong, they're trying to prove how smart they are, or they're trying to prove how expert they are, and it just, again, goes over people's
1: heads. Leave out the me, me, me. Oh, by the way, me aspect of... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the the marketing or the storytelling it's so interesting I recently posted something on LinkedIn around you know the storytelling we're all told to share our stories however we need to tell it in such a way that's relevant and valuable and it engages with our ideal client and how often do you hear or see or read stories that's very focused on the individual which is just what you've said we immediately switch off because it comes across as quite egotistical and arrogant is that what you find as well?
0: Yeah, and and people just don't see how it's relevant to them. Yeah, yeah. I recently, I have a Facebook ad client who launched a new funnel, and um, she shared a really personal story about her journey with um, struggling with her weight. Mm. And it was not a fancy story. She shot it with her iPhone, literally like holding it up here so it was even a little shaky, Mm. so really not perfect. But it was a story from the heart that connected so wonderfully with her audience. And within a matter of weeks, she had tens of thousands of people Mm -hmm. who had seen that video. She had hundreds and hundreds of comments and it really helped her solidify that she's a person that gets Mm -hmm. this struggle for this audience yeah and that's that's really what warming up people is all about it's like just sharing first giving first
1: so true true and so what's another step what's another step that we need to be mindful of when we're creating this incredible marketing funnel
0: yeah so the next step is really um, taking them further so after you've warmed people up you invite them in you say hey you know if this was valuable for you I have I have a free gift or I have something for you Mm -hmm. and Really the key to to creating this step and making this work for you is really knowing yourself, knowing what your unique style is, knowing how you can bring that into everything you do. Again, not to make it about like me, me, me or you, 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 mm-hmm. but when you show up as yourself and you're inviting people in, Mm. it's a lot more effective when you do it in a way that's really in alignment with your strengths and how you show up best. Uh, Because what works for somebody else, what works for you might not work for me because we might have just different skill sets or different ways that we show up best. And that's why you've really got to know yourself. And so people always say, well, what's the best way to invite people in? And I always say, okay, first of all, what works best for you? Like, do you want to invite them to an event you're doing? Do you want to offer them a free PDF download? Do you want to create a quiz? Like, what is it that really aligns with you and where you want to kind of take this relationship? Yeah. Um, and what works best for the offer that you have? Just all that stuff. So that's not the easiest, like, little tiny answer but I always say just go back to what you want to do what really feels good for you
1: yes so so true I think also too, sometimes what we do as businesses we look at what other people are doing what's working for them and we compare ourselves and we try and model what someone else is doing but by not understanding what's unique about us what's special and what's really going to set us apart we become vanilla, don't we? Or we try and emulate or copy. And that really will stand out because now a lot of marketing, as you see, or businesses that are marketing, if they've gone to, to a similar coach or mentor, they've all got similar style websites, similar style language. Your unique aspect of who you are just does not come through. Your copy, if you've got a podcast, it's very, you know, so all of those things that you're saying, understand who you are, give yourself permission. To show up as who you, who you are so it's a lot easier being you than trying to be someone else yes
0: it's so true and when i had that multiple seven figure a year coach i mean clearly she was super successful yeah and what she did worked really well for her but when i tried to model what she was doing it was a hundred percent not my approach mm. and so it really is critical that we give ourselves permission and we trust ourselves enough to say it's okay if I find my
1: own way to do this. Yeah, so true, so true. So what's one other step? What's one of the other easy steps that we need to be mindful of?
0: Yeah, so, so between inviting people in and the next step, it's really about just setting the stage and, and getting people ready for your ultimate offer. Mm. So um, one thing I always like to tell people is that the most amazing marketing, in the world. Like if you could hire the best marketers in the world, the most amazing marketing will never sell a bad offer. So you need to make sure that what you're going to offer at the end is what your audience really wants. Mm -hmm. Um, but between inviting them in and making that offer, you just want to get people ready for why this offer is so, um, impactful or life changing or needed for their situation. And so you just want to think about, what are those stories? What are those lessons? What are those proof points mm-hmm. that you can start sharing as you take them from getting on your email list, or showing up at your event, or coming to your webinar, or however you're selling, to uh, to ultimately making the offer? What are the things that you need to do to create that demand within your audience so that you're not having to really like sell, 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 but it's more mm-hmm. like, hey, we've gone on this journey. Here's the here's my offer that'll take you the rest of the way. Is it something that you want or not?
1: Mm, So important. Something I want you to, to speak into, Michelle, because I know that so many business owners, when they have these marketing funnels in place and they're starting to take action, often we hear and we see and we read the success stories of others and so it can take a little bit of time but what happens in that time is that just before they're about to reach that pinnacle where all of a sudden people are really going to step forward that's when they give up so whilst there's great success stories and yes you can experience success and turnarounds you know within days weeks Sometimes it does take a little bit longer to focus on this, but to build that solid foundation. But it's so worth it, isn't it? Because your brand message and experience and voice is out there and you're continuing to really share that so that you can really start to build a community who know, like, and trust you. Would you say that's true? Many business owners give up just before they're really, you know, going to really see the the results, the fruits of their labor, so to speak.
0: Yeah, in fact, um, I would say that most business owners that I've seen at least, not only do they give up right before sort of that Mm. last little puzzle piece clicks into place, but they're changing direction so much that they can't learn a lesson and apply it and make their next thing better. So, Mm. you know, I've had a number of students of mine who say that before marketing funnels, they were just throwing marketing spaghetti at the wall and hoping something would stick, right? And I love that visual because I've done that too. But what happens is if we don't have a clear path that we're trying to take our audience on and we're just like, oh, I'm gonna do Instagram. Oh, I heard people talking about Pinterest. Oh, I need to go to these networking events. And we're just kind of all over the place, really working hard But not getting a lot of traction for all of those efforts, it's hard to start seeing, okay, this message doesn't work, or this email isn't getting open. So clearly, this is not what I want, what people Mm. want to hear from me. If you don't have kind of that step by step system approach, it's hard to learn lessons from Mm. the things that aren't working. Yeah. Because if you're not learning those lessons you're just going to keep repeating them and i think that's kind of what you were saying right yeah
1: and and i think this ties into what you were saying earlier so we've kind of done full circle what'll often happen is if we haven't spent really a quality time and spent time in in, um, doing some market research putting together an offer that really speaks into areas that we know our our ideal clients are struggling with and the way we're speaking about it is just not engaging because we're confusing and overwhelming people what often will happen then and I'm sure you've seen this too they go well Facebook ads don't work I'm going to try Instagram ads or I'm going to do a podcast or I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. But you know what? The method in which you're sharing your message is not going to work if you haven't got the marketing message right. First, if you don't completely understand the problems of your ideal client and the solution is that hot offer that uh, they, they need. So it doesn't matter what tactic or what technology you use, it's still not really going to speak into the heart of your ideal client. That's something that a lot of business owners don't realize either, do they?
0: Yeah, and I mean, like you said, we've come full circle because it's going back to what you first asked me and it's Mm -hmm. getting to what is the problem? Mm -hmm. What is it that your audience is searching for that you can offer them and do they understand that that's what you're offering
1: yes yeah, yeah. are you explaining it in a way that people are uh, yeah understanding it Michelle we've spoken so many important things today so share a little bit about how you can support businesses if, if they're struggling with this and the best way to connect with you
0: yeah so the so the best way to connect with me is on my Digihome, which is at michellelevans.com, and there, if you're interested about marketing funnels, if you've maybe heard them, but you're not 100% sure even what they are, um, I encourage you to take my free quiz. I have a free quiz that's at michellelevans.com forward slash marketing dash funnel dash quiz. And it'll tell you what the right marketing funnel is for you and then I'll give you free video training on how to use that. Yeah. Because be- again, um, you know, I, I've i seen these stats over and over. I know it's a stat that, um, that uh, Propeller CRM most recently had out. And it said 95% of customers choose online choose to buy from businesses that offer relevant content at every stage of their buying process. Mm. And that's what a marketing funnel does, is it helps you kind of lay that out and build that demand for you. Mm. So that's um, that's really how I help uh, my audience the most, is that I help them figure out what's that right path for me, mm-hmm. and then how can I fit myself into that so that I can really stand out from everybody else that does exactly what I do.
1: Yeah, so true. And you know what I love about when you have a a system or a marketing funnel then that is set up and it's working there in the background, guess what? You don't have to come back from a networking event, pick up that big pile of cards and start ringing people like you did. You've got a system that you can guide your ideal clients into, then they're in that funnel and then they're starting that relationship with you which is all automated and whatever however you get that set up which uh, takes a lot of pressure and overwhelm off business owners so they can focus then on having those conversations with people who step forward and then say love what you shared you absolutely know me how do you so many people will often say how do you know You, you, you know how do you know that it's like I was thinking that you you said that that's when you know your marketing message is, is on point. And um, yeah. And as a consumer, we're both consumers, we're all consumers. We know that if someone is speaking to us in, in our terms, we we really believe because they do that they get us. They get us, they understand us, they've got a solution to help us. And that's when we put up our hand and say, Yep, yeah, let's let's chat further. So that's what it's all about. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Michelle. What we're going to do He's put all of the links to connect with you, and we'll put that link to uh, that quiz on our show notes, network.com forward slash AES255 so people can click through and connect with you that way. So thanks again for coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me, Emory.
2: You've been listening to The Ambitious Entrepreneur Show, brought to you by podcastingwithpurpose.com. Stand out, be heard, influence. Want to influence real change with your own podcast? Access our free podcast training, including our no-cost and low-cost tools and podcast production workflow checklists to get you started at www.podcastingwithpurpose.com forward slash mini training. That's podcastingwithpurpose.com forward slash mini training.